Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. We are the home of IU basketball, IU football here. So very rarely do we roll out the red carpet and do we get excited for a Kentucky Wildcat to join the show. But we've got that right now, baby. Riley Gaines, uh, host of Outkicks Gaines for Girls podcast, joins us. Riley, how are you? I am doing so good, and you know what? I take that. I take that as a compliment. I know how serious that is, so I appreciate you guys. Did yeah. you ever compete against IU? They were always our first meet each year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, several, several times, and I, I'd like to say I think we won uh, majority of my four years. But yeah, the, no, but they got some Olympic swimmers on their team back in the day for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, they still do, for sure. They do. They're a very successful team with a, a really awesome coach. So, Riley, we wanted to get you on the program because I thought you had a great breakdown of the term biological female. And I want to get to that because your perspective on that is really interesting. But I'm sitting at home last night, and I'm kind of prepping for the show, and I'm scrolling through my phone. And I see you're in a Twitter feud with Keith Olbermann. Now, I don't know if I understand it all, but if you're on the opposite side of Keith Olbermann, damn it, you're doing something right, Riley. You know what's so funny? Uh, My dad played college football, and he played in the NFL and different things. And so when I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, who's this old man? I had no idea who he was, right, because he's, like, ancient. And so I'm like, Dad, who's this man? He's like, oh, my gosh, he was – he was covering when I was playing, so if that says anything, and my dad's old, so yeah, it, it, it's actually it's actually still ongoing. Um, I, I just posted a video in response to him, which is the last of my attention he'll get, considering the fact that he's a nobody, he's just an old man, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of comical and honestly entertainment that I needed to. So, <laughs> and basically, his whole beef was that you're out there being a champion for women's sports, and apparently, it got his undies in a bunch that you're out there doing that. Yeah, he, he of course, you know, he went on to say that I was this terrible swimmer, which the swim he's referring to, I placed fifth in the country, which. Um, you know, top five in the country. It, it wasn't my best time. I had achieved more. I'd finished second in the country the year prior. And so um, I can see where he's coming from. I'm not the, I wasn't the national champion. Uh, pretty close, trailing by a few 100s. But if we're going to look at this in terms of ranking, is he not going to call the man that I tied who placed 462nd yes. the year prior bad? No, that's brave. That's what he considers inspiring and beautiful. <laughs> but me, going the exact same time, I'm bad. And that's just utter misogyny. So wait, Leah Thomas, was when he was still competing as a man, was horrible? Is that what you were saying, basically? And then, and then somehow he becomes that a woman was- and becomes like the top of the game? sounds like every other story right yeah shall we say mediocre at best i don't know yeah not not never qualifying for national championships none none of that when did you when did you take take, take us back and and we don't have to dwell on this all day because i know you're you've got a lot of stuff going on but just real, real quick just just take us back to when you were first made aware of who who leah thomas was and then the real when did the reality set in that boy i'm gonna have to be competing against this guy 
So first time I became aware of a swimmer named Leah Thomas was about midway through my senior year. Um, I had made it my goal to win a national title, and I was right on pace to do that. I was ranked third in the country at this point behind one amazing female athlete who I knew very well, uh, trailing her by a few one hundreds. Um, and she was in second, but the the person who was leading the country, again, I had never heard of before. And this is the first time I heard of Leah Thomas. There was a lot of red flags. You know, this is a senior. There was no history of this person. They were leading the country by body lengths, which is a lot in swimming. Um, and so I didn't become aware of who this person was until an article came out disclosing very briefly that Leah Thomas is formerly Will Thomas and swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to switch to the women's team. And so, of course, when I read this, I was so shocked. But really, I felt a sense of relief because that's when I went to look up who Will Thomas was because I was curious, you know, is this someone who who went from ranking first to now continuing to rank first? Which is, of course, not what we saw. As I mentioned, this person was ranked 462nd at best to now dominating against the women. And so I, I, I really felt relieved because I thought the NCAA would saw it how I saw it and how my parents saw it and my teammates and my coaches and how anyone with any amount of brain activity would probably comprehend this. Uh, but the NCAA did not see it like that. They saw nothing wrong with it. And so um, they came out with a statement and said that Thomas's swimming with the women was a non-negotiable. Riley wow. Gaines is our guest. Wow. And Riley, ever since this story kind of became part of the mainstream, part of pop culture, the term that's used a lot is biological. You're competing against a biological man. Uh, biological women should be competing against biological women. That term, biological, you have a little bit of a problem with. Is that right? You know what? It's so sneaky. It's so sneaky. And I adhered to it for a long time. I called myself a biological female because I thought I had to make the distinction. Well, guess what? When we use the word biological and we add that that little prefix in there, it's alluding to the fact that there's an unbiological alternative. Hmm. And that's how they do it. They they slowly control the language that we use. And that's how we've gotten to the point we're at. Notice they call it gender affirming care right sneaky it's sneaky it's sneaky that that's not true because that's not affirming someone's gender they do it in these little ways to where you you can kind of desensitize what's happening and normalize what's happening And, and even the term trans woman i won't say because that implies this is some sort of subset of woman no, it's a male who identifies as a woman, but I, I won't even use the term trans woman. And again, this this was a self-realization journey, for lack of better words. I had to figure a lot of this out. But once I realized, really had my eyes open to it, um, I'm very strategic about the words I, I use. What's with all the hate and vitriol with this subject coming from the the not only the trans community from the left in general i mean i heard you on your podcast the other day talking about how lance armstrong came out um in favor of of, you know keeping women in women's sports and how he received a lot more hate on that stance than he ever did for uh, revealing that he was uh, doping in cycling what what is it about this issue that that brings out the the vitriol well, they resort to vitriol and name-calling yes. and violence and all of those things because it's all they have on their side. They can't dissuade from our argument uh, because on our argument, on our side, on my side, um, I, I won't put words into y'all's mouth, but on my side, we have truth. We have common sense. We have logic. We have reasoning. We have history. We have 
um, science, right? And, and notice they only like to say follow the science when it when it fits their narrative. Right, right. Um, and, and that's why they resort to the things they do. But you have to realize it's merely name-calling. It's nothing that should stick. Look, I get called a white supremacist for fighting for women's sports. It's like, what? Where would you even draw this conclusion from? But they do. Um, and so the name-calling is certainly there, but I'll be the first to say, the first to say that the support is tenfold anything negative that I receive. You mentioned the support, and we had promoted the fact you were coming on our show today. And we started getting messages from listeners, please tell Riley that our family supports her, such a role model. Our daughter is 100% behind Riley. Did you ever think that this would become the way that it is, Riley, where you've kind of become the face, this champion for women's sports? No way. Um, I graduated with my degree in health sciences and health law and had every intention upon graduating to go to dental school. Um, actually, oh, wow. to, what I wanted to do was endodontics, which is root canals. And almost weirdly <laughs> enough, I think what I'm doing now is more painful than a root canal. Um, <laughs> but, but that's what I had planned on. But I realized the quickest way to make God laugh in your face is to make plans for yourself because he yep. certainly had different plans for me. And so every night when I go to bed, I pray for direction and I pray for strength and I pray for wisdom. And I ultimately am trusting where he's leading me because he knows best. And lucky for us, we know who wins this. The Bible tells us who wins this. And so um, unfortunately, it doesn't tell us how long we have to endure it, but it tells us who wins. Who wins. And that's, that's really what keeps me motivated and, and pushing forward full steam ahead. We're speaking with a former competitive swimmer, uh, Riley Gaines, who competed at the University of Kentucky. Uh, Riley, are, are you seeing any progress in this country? Like, even in the NCAA, have they changed their rules at all? Are, I guess overall big picture, is any progress being made in having to deal with this sort of thing? We just saw this story in Wisconsin where this 260-pound man has allowed to – is uh, the, the sorority has to accept him because he says he's trans – um, I feel like it's like two steps forward, one step back. I'm not sure how you feel about the progress uh, is being made in this country with this situation. Well, look, it can happen overnight, and I certainly understand that. And so I'm appreciating the little wins, and, and we are having a lot of those, right? We now have 23 states that have passed some sort of fairness in women's sports bill, which is huge considering just three years ago the only state that had only one state, and that was Idaho. Um, actually, just last night, I met with um, – actually, I think it was on Sunday of this week. I met with the governor of Nebraska, uh, Governor Pillen, and I told him, you know, and asked him to sign an executive order on the Women's Bill of Rights. And what this is is a law that defines the word woman. I can't believe we need that, but we do. And so I had met with the governor, and I said, you know, will you sign this? And he kind of jokingly – it was in front of 1,200 people, and he kind of put some pressure on him. He kind of jokingly said back, you know what, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I get word from him last night. He said, I just signed an executive order on the Women's Bill of Rights, making it the fourth state to, to implement this law that defines the word woman. Um, specific sport governing bodies, uh, you know, FINA, which is swimming, uh, world athletics, which is track and field, IPF, powerlifting, uh, cycling, most recently the World Chess Association, which kind of cracks me up. <laughs> They've all taken approach to if you've gone through male puberty, you don't compete with women, which is, of course, prioritizing fairness, which is – a bold first step. These these guidelines are not perfect by any means, but it's a bold first step, and so I'm appreciating those. And again, I'm continuing on with full steam ahead. As it pertains to the NCAA, though, to answer your question, 
they're cowards. They're mm. spineless. They have thrown their moral compass entirely out of the window. And so what they're doing is they want a no-hands-on-deck approach. They're trying to rid themselves of any accountability and any responsibility, which is any, what any weak person, any weak organization would do. And the fact that their headquarters are here in Indy, Riley, and they're maybe listening to this program right now, that's the chef's kiss. That's so good. Well, not I only love that, that you said that. Not only that, but our idiot doofus governor, Eric Holcomb, vetoed a bill last year that would have banned transgender girls from competing in female sports uh, or male yes, girls, making him basically an outlier. And luckily, our, our legislature overrode that veto, and now that's a law in Indiana as well. But there are even some Republicans that don't get it absolutely and and he's joining he's joining a long list governor Lloyd kelly of yep. kansas did the same thing governor roy cooper of north carolina don't even get me started on andy Bashir of kentucky yep. um he's joining a long list of governors who aren't representing their people accurately so riley tell me about the uh podcast that you've partnered with outkick on gains for girls yeah it, it's it's been really fun it's been really exciting i'm talking with Policymakers, I'm talking with people who have been affected by this this gender ideology as it pertains to sports and other other things. I'm talking with, um, you know, uh, academia professors, uh, teachers who who understand scientists who understand this, and so it's providing a lot of different perspective and insight as to to why these issues matter. Right? People continually say this is a non-issue. Uh, it's not really happening. Look, in the state of Indiana, we only have three trans kids. Okay, first of all, that's not true. Um, second of all, it's the broader picture here about what they're asking us to do. And this is what the Gains for Girls podcast kind of goes into. They're asking us to deny the truth. And that's a pretty Orwellian thought if you think about it. They're trying to make us say two plus two is five. It's the most basic of truths, man and woman, and they want us to deny that. And so um, this podcast, it, it goes into all those things and the broader scope of why this matters. Well, Riley, keep putting the screws to people. Keep fighting on behalf of every girl that is competing in a sport or every girl dad, even mom. Thank you for what you're doing, and we'd love to have you back on the show sometime. Anytime. You guys rock. Sam or Nigel show.